0: 605-ers, did you miss it? No worries. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Our off-the-rails 6 a.m. hour is available via podcast on talk945.com.
1: 933 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Welcome to your Monday morning, July 24th. Well, we've had a, certainly have had a very busy morning. Well, it's just going to get a little bit more interesting because joining me right now uh, is Dr. Salibi. He is also uh not only a COVID-19 FLCCC. Doctor, uh, member, but also um, my doctor as well. But also, uh, he's based in Mount Pleasant and Merle's Inlet, and he's joining us right now. Good morning, Dr. Salibi.
0: Good morning, Liz.
1: Thank you so much, um, for coming in and the front and the FLCCC stands for Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. Um, there are a bunch of things that you want to talk to us about. Uh, namely, um, do you can you give us a little bit of an update on what kind of cases you're seeing coming through your office regarding things that people are mistaking for long COVID or maybe there's some vax injury? What are you seeing now since the last time we spoke?
0: Well, we're still seeing a lot of folks suffering from long COVID. Um, this thing can pop up eight, ten, twelve months after initial infection. Wow. Uh, We're also seeing a lot of uh, post-vaccine injury, and that's got a new term now. It's called long vax, Mm L-O-N-G-V-A-X, and that is sometimes mistaken. Uh, I mean, long COVID is mistaken for vaccine injury. And, uh, of course, with the narrative, everyone's pushing the blame onto uh, the infection and long COVID, but in in actuality, we're seeing more and more people suffering from the uh, devastating effects of the mRNA vaccine. So they're still to be avoided, um, and um, we we have a center now that's focusing on helping people overcome their vaccine injuries of all types, not just COVID mm-hmm. vaccines, but other other vaccine injuries as well.
1: You know, I, I'm just uh, I just wanted to let you know I had a family member who uh, passed away, unfortunately, at almost the age of 90. Uh, but he had something that he didn't have until two years ago. Um, and I'm guessing he got the vaccine. I'm not sure. Um, but it was a protein in the heart, amyloid, amyloid? Uh, of yeah, the amyloidosis.
0: Have you mm-hmm. heard
1: that being not as rare uh, anymore? I mean, because of people getting COVID or people getting a vaccine?
0: Well, there's a lot of things surfacing that have been... Uh, considered rare or uncommon and now are becoming more common. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big thing right now is infertility. There are extremely oh. high rates of all types of infertility amongst men. Sperm counts are down. Women uh, can't get pregnant or are losing babies. A lot of uh, demises mm. and a lot of uh, spontaneous abortions uh, worldwide. This is not just a national. And it's higher in areas where they rolled out and vaccinated more people. So, um, the unvaccinated have the benefit of, of not having as much, but uh, there is some um, increased uh, disease states or illnesses with those who have gotten any of the variants of COVID.
1: Dr. Sleeby, what did you make of the hearing that happened with Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Uh, did you find uh, the conversation about? censoring certain information about COVID vaccines or alternate forms of, um, you know, therapies for COVID infection to be, I I mean, disturbing? Did you think, you know, that he was treated fairly? I mean, are you familiar with the things that he has said?
0: Oh, yes. I listened to the the entire program twice, actually, uh, live and on the recording. I've been in communication with Robert um, via email and have been following him even when he was doing his um, uh, environmental work.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, of course,
0: the Children's Health Fund, they're having an international meeting um, in in Savannah coming up at the end of the year, which I'm attending.
2: Okay. But
0: um, I thought he was very unfairly treated. I thought that the um, both the tit-for-tat between the Republicans and the Democrats was embarrassing to any American citizen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, not a wonder why we can't get stuff done in Congress. I mean, they they got to clean up their act, both sides.
2: Mm-hmm. All right? I'm
0: not picking on anybody, but I must say that some of the uh, the Democratic left sided uh, folks in the in the committee hearing were very unfair to this gentleman. They were very rude mm-hmm. um, and um, were not gentlemanly or gentlewomanly like. Mm-hmm. It was a very embar- I was very embarrassed for him, uh, but he came out. Um, and he made his point. So, um, yeah, there is had there has been a lot of censorship, not only with him, but other folks in the know about uh, early treatment and the vaccines that have been suppressed, deplatformed or ignored.
1: You know, I often talk about this and we're speaking with Dr. Salibi of Carolina Holistic Medicine and also an FLCCC doctor that, um that suppression and that like mocking of highly respected and world renowned doctors before COVID, um, I think is going to have a tremendous or has been having is having a detrimental effect on the future of medicine in this country. I mean, you can't even have a differing opinion. You're claimed, you know, you're being characterized as a conspiracy theorist or worse. Um, what, do you, what do you think will be the fallout of all this censorship that, quite frankly, still continues, by the way?
0: Well, this is nothing new, Liz. Um, this has been going on for decades in really? this country. I mean, I took in the movie Open, uh, Oppenheimer yesterday, mm. and uh, if you read between the lines in that film, you see where there's been censorship and politicization of things that go back into the 1940s mm-hmm. and 50s. But I, I will say, though, and I'm going to put a plug in um, on July 27th, there's going to be a live event at Dunes West Gulf and River Club uh, where Dr. Robert Jackson from the Upstate, a very fine um, minister and physician, he and I will both be speaking to the public. Um, there are things on my blog that show you how you can uh, attend this event and give uh, RSVP uh, to the organizers. But this will be a very upfront. Um, uh, update on uh, all things COVID and vaccine, and also I'll be speaking on the state of healthcare in our country. Um, So, and and another thing to to add is the FLCCC and I have signed a uh, contract, if you will, so I'm I'm an official advisor for that organization, and I'll have a new program called Whole Body Health with Dr. Salibi. And that will be videos for teaching purposes. Uh, That will be put up in the next month or so. That's when it's going to start, Uh, much like Dr. Mo Bean or Dr. Bean and Dr. Liz Mumford, who's a pediatrician. So all of us have uh, sort of these additional educational um, programs that are on the FLCCC site.
1: You know, Dr. Sleeby, you know, you just mentioned that this has been going on for a very long time with suppression and censorship. And I know that you and I, and I've come to know you about um, recently during, you know, finding alternative treatments for COVID that actually work. Um, when when we talk about other things, and, and this is for anybody that's listening. I mean, I know, uh, you know, I I see you for Lyme disease. I've been very open about that. But there are other things like high blood cholesterol or even some cancers or or things like that. Are there things that, you know, what kind of patients do you see so people understand why they would go to a functional medical doctor and and maybe start with um, explaining what functional medicine is?
0: Sure. So we're considered super generalists. In other words, we'll take on almost anything. Um, So everything from uh, pediatric patients over the age of eight uh, to the folks in their 80s and 90s, um, for a myriad of different conditions—not just Lyme disease or vaccine injury, but almost everything. Uh, so, functional medicine, in a nutshell, is digging deep to find root cause for an issue, and then treating that root cause to solve a problem like MS or ALS. Um, and you know, I, you know, I, we we see folks, you know, from all over the state and out of state. Um, and uh, we do offer telemedicine, um, but we we treat uh, uh, a whole host of disorders, um, and uh, we try to get folks um, away from mainstream medicine's kind of focus on statins for cholesterol, which is now being debunked, SSRI, serotonin reuptake inhibitors for depression, which is now being debunked. Mm. A lot of this published uh, over the last 20, 30 years in the journals have actually been, a lot of it's been falsified or just fake publications. Wow. Um, and we're finding out that there are That's alternatives. Disturbing. The LCCC has just published a monogram on cancer refuting a lot of the basic mainstream oncology stuff that we've we're been forced down our throats. And they're coming up with one for depression. They've already done it for metabolic disorders like uh, diabetes. You can reverse diabetes with proper lifestyle management. You don't need drugs to do it.
1: Both kinds?
0: Uh, uh, Well, type one, not so much. It's an autoimmune disease. Uh, You can control it somewhat, but you probably still need your insulin. Mm -hmm. But type two can be reversed with lifestyle modifications. Paul Merrick, one of the founders, was a type two, and he has controlled. Now his A1C is in normal range Mm -hmm. from just dietary uh, management, avoiding carbohydrates, doing intermittent fasting, and taking berberine, uh, which is a natural um, agent. Mm. And he's given up almost all his pharmaceuticals.
1: I'm just a little off topic here, but I'm really curious about this. Do you have a dog?
0: No, we have two kitty cats.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just, maybe it happens with the cats. When I bring my dog to the vet, they give a vaccine for Lyme. Are they testing this on animals? Because I keep hearing about a, a Lyme vaccine that's being fast-tracked.
0: Yeah, there is one in the pipeline by Pfizer. Um, it's a Lyme vaccine. Uh, there was one that came out in the 80s, I believe, that was a complete disaster. It killed a lot of people. So they
2: wow. uh, ethic,
0: they had ethics back back then, and they stopped uh, administering it. But I would uh, warn folks, I don't trust the new vaccine. I think if you um, catch Lyme early in a, in a window, you can uh, treat acute Lyme for a cure. And with chronic Lyme, you can get folks to uh, to live with their disorder in a sort of uh, um, a state of uh, suppression um, so that, they're you know, it's like mm-hmm. um, remission is what we refer to it. Yes. Uh, I don't know that you can cure chronic Lyme disease, but the vaccine, um, I, I wouldn't trust it.
1: Because mm-hmm. we see, I mean, I keep getting alerts on my phone, get the shingles vaccine, get this vaccine, the flu vaccine. You know, I mean, we're be- we're being bombarded by this.
0: Well, you have to do your due diligence and do your research and dig deep before you would uh, mm-hmm. sincerely consider taking any kind of vaccines moving forward. Yeah. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just a yes. cautious vaccinator, you know. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Dr. Salibi, um, I, I, you know, we have about uh, 10 minutes left here. So I just want to make sure that we talk about other things that you want to make sure people know about. And we're speaking with Dr. Salibi of Carolina Holistic Medicine, offices in Mount Pleasant and in Merle's Inlet, and also a frontline doctor. Uh, what other things that did you want to bring to our attention?
0: Uh, well, you know, um, t- today we live in a very, very bizarre time. And I think we have to bring back more spirituality and uh, more concern for our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And I think number one is respect. We have to respect other people's opinions. We can't be part of this cancel culture. I think it's very unhealthy and very detrimental to the individual and to society to be in a state of cancel culture. We have to keep our ears and our hearts Open to other people's opinion. You may not just dis- you may not agree with them. You may disagree vehemently with somebody else's opinion, but you you can't shut them down or throw insults or ad hominem insults and things like that at them. That's just that's just not acceptable. So we have to bring back respect in our society, um, and we also have to bring back spirituality. You know, it doesn't matter what necessarily what religion, just a sense of spiritualism, uh, mind body spirit um, to help heal. There are a lot of wounds that this lockdown and pandemic have opened up, uh, some new wounds, and we need to heal those Mm -hmm. for our society uh, to move forward in a very positive direction and be optimistic. Um, I have unsubscribed to a lot of news outlets who just constantly bombarded me with negative news, and it was depressing and, uh, you know, a lot of hand-wringing, and I said, I don't need that in my life. Right. So now I'm uh, um, focusing more on my, the spiritual part of my personal belief systems and uh, spending more time in prayer and meditation and just thinking about, um, you know, what's going on around us in a more optimistic way.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: if people do that, there'll be less anxiety and less depression.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, you know, again, seeking help from more of a holistic uh, functional medicine practice is actually key instead of the old type of medicine where they just throw you on a, a serotonin reuptake inhibitor like Prozac or Zoloft. Yeah. That's certainly not the answer. And then they That's have the a drug
1: term. that says, "Hey, is your antidepressant not working? Add this one." <laughs> it's like, what are you sure. people talking about?
0: Sure, they keep they keep adding on top of each other and yeah. um, I mean the uh, the CDC uh, I'm sorry, the FDA just approved a new drug for Alzheimer's disease that is Extremely expensive and apparently doesn't from the research I've seen doesn't really work that well. Yeah. And uh, there are maybe some more natural things, lifestyle things that you can do to help Mm -hmm. work off and and mitigate Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly not going to be a a high price tag uh, monoclonal antibody therapy. Just not not going to happen.
1: You know, um, oh, I'm sorry. I was just just going to say, Dr. Sleepy, um, you know, there seems to be a lot of, you know, I'm speaking to people my age who have parents who are starting to suffer a lot of memory issues. Is that something that seems to be like a growing epidemic uh, or a commonality that's happening in today's society based on something that we're doing?
0: Well, actually, I've been in communication with two excellent neurologists that are affiliated with the FLCCC. Um, one is in Alabama and one is in Texas, and they are amazing researchers and clinicians. And they have both informed me that in their patient population, observationally, they've seen an increase in aging, brain aging.
2: Brain-aged. So an
0: increase in, uh, in things like um, uh, like, de- like dementia mm-hmm. and uh, prion disease, which is creutzfeldt jakob disease and uh, neuroinflammation. And it all has to do with the exposure to the SARS-CoV-2 virus or spike. We call it a spikeopathy now. Mm -hmm. It does cross into the brain from the blood-brain barrier. And uh, as a consequence, we're seeing cognitive decline, memory decline, and things that present like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or Lewy body dementia, Mm-hmm. So um, it's uh, you know you didn't have to get the injection you could have gotten just the infection um, of COVID and we're seeing a big spike in neuroinflammation and neuro decline and that's very disconcerting.
1: We have a question for you on our PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line, Nick.
0: Yeah, uh, we had one. Just to go back to what you started talking about, Doctor Salevi, was. The other symptoms that you mentioned associated long-term effects from the vaccine. Can you give more examples? Sure. So um, intractable fatigue uh, and headache, uh, especially like this type of migraine, it looks like a migraine headache. That's a number one complaint. Uh, fatigue is a, probably another uh, complaint. Uh, exercise intolerance. People who used to be very physically active, that go to the gym three or four times a week. Uh, they can no longer do that. Uh, there are some GI disturbance, gastrointestinal disturbances, sleep disturbances. So we see a lot more people with insomnia and also mental health and mood disorders. Depression and anxiety disorders have come up in numbers with mm-hmm. those uh, affected by the injection or the infection.
1: And if people find out that they were exposed to COVID and they get on it right away with, um, you know, whatever protocol the FLCC is recommending right now, can you prevent a lot of that long COVID if you headed off at the pass pretty much, like quick?
0: Yeah, so the sooner the better. Um, if you let it linger, things can actually get much worse for you and, and you'll be more resistant to treatment. Now, everyone's different. Um, we've seen folks uh, conquer their situation where they come in with a plethora of uh, complaints and after three or even five months, uh, they have uh, hardly any complaints, and they're back to their normal mm. routine. Um, there are others who um, have other underlying disorders, like Lyme or mycotoxin illness or heavy metals, and they take a little bit longer to uh, to improve. And there are some, unfortunately, that just kind of plateau out. They just um, they don't get much worse, but they don't get much better either. And that's a very infrequent number i'd say less than five percent in our practice and uh, i really feel sorry for those folks because they're trying very hard they're spending a lot of money uh from in different places different practitioners and they don't seem to budge they they just kind of seem uh, like in a slow decline Mm -hmm.
1: you know i i'm just i was just kind of hanging on what you're talking about regarding statins there are so many people that are on statins so many um, there's a lot of side effects and damage it can do to your other organs if you're on it. Um, and I, I mean, what do you recommend people do if they've gotten a report from their doctor that their cholesterol is elevated?
0: Well, sure. I mean, it's so widely used. It's one of the top prescribed drugs on the planet. And and if they could, they'd put it in our water system, just like they've done with fluorine. Uh, and um, Uh, But I would have to say, uh, get a second opinion if your doctor, whether family medicine, internal, or cardiology, wants to put you on a statin. get a second opinion from a functional medicine specialist or integrative specialist. The whole theory that lipids and cholesterol have a lot to do with uh, cardiovascular disease is kind of being debunked. It's really not the lipids. It's not your cholesterol. It's not your LDL or HDL issues. It's more of inflammation. Mm. So what they call native LDL cholesterol, which is a quote-unquote bad cholesterol, if left alone, it doesn't form plaques. It has to be bombarded by uh, oxidative stress and inflammation, chronic inflammation, for it then to, to cause the formation of foam cells, which then mature into hard plaques. Mm-hmm. So if you can address inflammation, it doesn't really matter how how high the LDL cholesterol is. You won't form plaque. So, And that's a big difference philosophically.
1: If someone wanted to get a second opinion about that or something else that they're experiencing, how do they do that? Or do they have their records transferred over or do they make an appointment for telemed and you have the rec- – I mean, how does it work?
0: So they would contact uh, – in, in our center, they'd contact – we have two wonderful – nurses that help onboard patients, new patients, and then they can bring in their laboratories or they can have their records transferred or they can just send us a copy that they have, Mm -hmm. uh, if it's specifically their cholesterol and lipids, and we'll review that with them and determine uh, what course of action to take. Okay. If there's uh, folks listening that um, for whatever reason cannot come to my center, they can contact the IFM the Institute for Functional Medicine, so ifm.org, and they have a physician finder there based on zip code. So They put their zip code in. Let's say they're in the upstate and they want to be seen in person hmm. or they're out of state they want to be seen in person. They can find a doctor closer a to where they live.
1: Love that. Yeah. Okay.
0: But we we do, you know, 60 70% of what we do is uh, telemedicine.
1: Yeah. Well, um, it's... Uh... I just know I'm very happy and I appreciate all the help that you're giving me. I want my husband to come see you next, so it'll be a family affair. But Dr. Salibi, thank you so much uh, for everything and for all the work that you're doing for us. And the best way to find you?
0: Uh, CarolinaHolisticMedicine.com. We do have a toll-free number. It's 800-965-8482. And Liz, before I go, I just want to say, once again, July 27th, that's this Thursday, Dunes West, 7 p.m. at the Dunes West Golf and River Club, Dr. Robert Jackson and I will be giving an hour and a half talk about all, all things COVID with a Q&A to follow.
1: All right. Is that on your Facebook? I can share that?
0: Uh, Facebook and my blog. Sure. Okay.
1: I will find the link and share it. Thank you so much and, and good luck at that. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thanks, Liz and Nick. Bye-bye.